Catechesis with Pope Benedict the Sistine. Saint Therese of Lisieux. Papa Benedict's Catechesis on the 6th of April 2011. Dear brothers and sisters, today I would like to talk to you about Saint Therese of Lisieux, Therese of the Child Jesus and of the Holy Face, who lived for only 24 years in this world at the end of the 19th century leading a very simple and hidden life, but who, after her death and the publication of her writings, became one of the most known and loved saints. The little Therese has never stopped helping the simplest souls, the little, the poor and the suffering who pray to her. But she has also illuminated the whole church with her profound spiritual doctrine, so much so that in 1997, Pope John Paul II wanted to give her the title of Doctor of the Church, in addition to that of Patroness of the Missions, which Pius XI had already attributed to her in 1927. My beloved predecessor called her Expert in the Scientia Amoris. This science, which sees the whole truth of faith shine out in love, Therese expressed principally in the recounting of her life published a year after her death with the title, The Story of a Soul. It is a book that immediately had enormous success, was translated into numerous languages and distributed throughout the world. I would like to invite you to rediscover this small, great treasure, this luminous commentary on the Gospel fully lived. The Story of a Soul, in fact, is a marvellous story of love, recounted with such authenticity, simplicity and freshness that the reader cannot but be fascinated. But what is this love that filled Therese's whole life, from childhood to death? Dear friends, this love has a face. It has a name. It is Jesus. The saint speaks continuously of Jesus. We want, therefore, to retrace the major stages of her life so as to enter into the heart of her doctrine. Therese was born on the 2nd of January, 1873, in Alençon, a city in Normandy, France. She was the last daughter of Louis and Zélie Martin, exemplary spouses and parents, beatified together on the 19th of October, 2008. They had nine children, four of whom died at a tender age. Five daughters were left, who all became religious. Therese, at the age of four, was deeply upset by the death of her mother. Her father then moved with his daughters to the town of Lisieux, where the saints spent the rest of her life. Later on, Therese, struck by a serious nervous illness, was healed by a divine grace, which she herself defined as the smile of Our Lady. She then lived intensely receiving her First Communion, and put Jesus, Eucharist, at the centre of her life. The grace of Christmas, 1886, marked the great turning point, which she called her complete conversion. She was healed, in fact, totally from her childhood hypersensitivity, and began the race of a giant. At the age of 14, Therese, with great faith, became ever closer to Jesus crucified and took to her heart 
the apparently desperate case of a criminal, condemned to death and impenitent. I wanted at all costs to prevent him from falling into hell, wrote the saint, with the certainty that her prayers would put him in contact with the redeeming blood of Jesus. It was her first and fundamental experience of spiritual motherhood. I had such great trust in the infinite mercy of Jesus, she wrote. With Mary most holy, the young Therese loved, believed and hoped with a mother's heart. In November 1887, Therese made a pilgrimage to Rome with her father and her sister Celine. For her, the culminating moment was the audience with Pope Leo XIII, whom she asked for permission to enter the Carmel of Lisieux at just fifteen. A year later, her desire was realized. She became a Carmelite, to save souls and to pray for priests. Contemporaneously, the painful and humiliating mental illness of her father began. It was a great suffering that led Therese to the contemplation of the face of Jesus in his passion. Thus, her name is a religious, Sister Therese of the Child Jesus and of the Holy Face, expresses the program of her whole life in communion with the central mysteries of the Incarnation and the Redemption. Her religious profession on the Feast of the Nativity of Mary, the 8th of September 1890, was for her a true spiritual espousal in evangelical littleness, characterized by the symbol of the flower. What a beautiful feast, the Nativity of Mary, on which to become the spouse of Jesus, she wrote. It was the little newborn Holy Virgin who presented her little flower to the little Jesus. For Therese, to be a religious was to be spouse of Jesus and mother of souls. The same day, the saint wrote a prayer which shows the whole orientation of her life. She asked Jesus for the gift of his infinite love, of being the littlest, and above all, she asked for the salvation of all men, that no soul may be damned today. Of great importance is her offering to merciful love, made on the Feast of the Most Holy Trinity in 1895, an offering that Therese, being already vice-mistress of the novices, shared immediately with her sisters. Ten years after the grace of Christmas came the grace of Easter in 1896, which opened the last period of Therese's life with the beginning of her passion in profound union with the passion of Jesus. It was a passion of the body with the illness that led to her death through great suffering, but it was above all a passion of the soul with the most painful trial of faith. With Mary beside the cross of Jesus, Therese then lived the most heroic faith, as a light in the darkness that invaded her soul. The Carmelite sister was conscious of living this great trial for the salvation of all the atheists of the modern world, whom she called brothers. She then lived fraternal love even more intensely, for the sisters of her community, for her two spiritual missionary brothers, for priests and for all people 
especially the most distant. She truly became a universal sister. Her lovable and smiling charity was the expression of the profound joy whose secret she reveals to us. Jesus, my joy is loving you. In this context of suffering, by living the greatest love in the littlest things of daily life, the saint brought to fulfilment her vocation to be love in the heart of the church. Therese died on the evening of the 30th of September, 1897, uttering the simple words, My God, I love you. Looking at the crucifix, she clutched in her hands. These last words of the saint are the key to her whole doctrine, to her interpretation of the gospel. The act of love, expressed in her last breath, was like the continual breathing of her soul like the beating of her heart. The simple words, Jesus, I love you, are at the centre of all her writings. The act of love for Jesus immersed her in the most holy trinity. She wrote, Ah, you know, divine Jesus, I love you. The spirit of his love inflames me with his fire. It is in loving you that I attract the Father. Dear friends, we too, with St. Therese of the Child Jesus, must be able to repeat to the Lord every day that we want to live of love for Him and for others, to learn at the school of the saints, to love in an authentic and total way. Therese is one of the Gospel's little ones who let themselves be led by God into the depths of His mystery a guide for everyone, above all for those who, in the people of God, carry out the ministry of theologians. With humility and charity, faith and hope, Therese entered continually into the heart of sacred scripture, which contains the mystery of Christ. And this reading of the Bible, nourished by the science of love, is not opposed to academic science. The science of the saints, in fact, of which she herself speaks in the last page of the story of the soul, is the highest science. All the saints have understood, and in a more particular way perhaps, those who fill the universe with the radiance of evangelical doctrine. Was it not from prayer that the saints Paul, Augustine, John of the Cross, Thomas Aquinas, Francis, Dominic, and so many other illustrious friends of God have drawn this divine science that fascinates the greatest geniuses. Inseparable from the Gospel, the Eucharist was for Therese the sacrament of divine love that stoops to extremes so as to raise us to him. In her last letter, on a picture that showed the child Jesus and the consecrated host, the saint wrote these simple words, I cannot fear a God who, for me, made himself so little. I love him. In fact, he is nothing but love and mercy. In the Gospel, Therese discovered above all the mercy of Jesus, to the point of affirming, 
to me he has given his infinite mercy. Through it I contemplate and adore his other divine perfections. Thus all appear to me radiant with love. Justice itself, even more perhaps than the rest, seems to me clothed with love. She also expresses herself thus in the last lines of the story of a soul. As soon as I look at the Holy Gospel, at once I breathe the fragrances of the life of Jesus, and I know which way to run. It is not to the first place that I rush, but to the last. Yes, I feel, even if I had on my conscience all the sins that can be committed, I would go, with my heart broken with repentance, to throw myself into the arms of Jesus, because I know how much he loves the prodigal son who returns to him. Trust and love are thus the final point of the tale of her life. Two words that, like beacons, illuminated her whole pathway of holiness, so as to be able to guide others on the same little way of trust and love, of spiritual childhood. Trust, like that of a child who abandons himself into the hands of God, inseparable from the strong, radical commitment of true love, which is the total gift of oneself, forever. As the saint said, contemplating Mary, to love is to give all and to give oneself. Thus Therese indicates to us all that Christian life consists in fully living the grace of baptism in the total gift of oneself to the love of the Father, so as to live like Christ in the fire of the Holy Spirit, his same love for everyone else. Thank you. Is to love you, to love you, is to serve you, to know you, is to love you, to love you, is to serve you, to know you, is to love you, to love you, is to serve you.